welcome to Just Bugs, an appreciation podcast for those oft-ousted creatures we humans call bugs, despite their official classifications. I'm your host, Savannah, and I have Matt with me. (laughs) That's not it. Try again. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Thank you for being here today. (laughs) (laughs) Today is a very special episode, as we are going to cover... A listener requested insect. I'm very excited. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about what the email that I got was. I'm going to avoid using this person's name just because I didn't get clarification on if they were okay with that. So I will just call them SR. But the request said, I'd love. Sir. Sir. Oh, yes, sir. This is from (laughs) Sir. (laughs) I'd love it if you did an episode on the American. Pelicinid wasp. There we go. These spooky fellas are my favorites. One landed on my head once and I was horrified, but I was so interested to learn that they're harmless. Thanks a bunch for the podcast. I love it. Hey, side note, thank you so much. We love you. (laughs) And thanks for changing the way that I look at bugs. I'm an ex-bug hater. I love that. I know. I was like, that's lovely. And yeah, and it's good to let the listeners know that if they have requests, they can send that in to us. Yeah, certainly. And... I absolutely want to do more of these. I'm very excited about it. So if you want to have your own listener request episode, you can send us an email at justbugspodcast at gmail.com. So let's get into this listener request. As I mentioned, it's the American Pelicinid Wasp. Uh, that's from the scientific classification or name Pelicinus polyterator. That one's that that one's one's normal. Yeah, you said that one normal. (laughs) Super confident on that one. I read it a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) So they look kind of crazy. They're kind of spooky is a good word for it. They've got like sort of a damselfly look, but darker. They're typically um, gonna be black and shiny, although that can vary. Uh, And I'll get more into what they look like, but I would like to tell you a little bit about how big they are. The females are going to be five to six-ish centimeters, which is like two and a half inches. It's about the size of like a lime to like a large egg. And then the males are only going to get to be um, an inch to an inch and a half. So like a large blueberry or like a large peanut. Those are, that's a very big difference. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. like 10 times difference. Yeah, they're very, much, much difference. Um, the females are going to be much, much longer. They actually look pretty different as well. Okay, yeah, length makes sense. I was imagining like the girth of, no. the, of a lime <laughs> no, versus no, no, a peanut. No, I'm length. like, that's a giant bug. <laughs> that's like a freaking gumball. No, or, these ones are even. slick, slick and thin. I see. Yes, but yeah, lengthwise, that's what we're going Okay. With. Yep. Um, I wasn't. One thing I did have a problem with is that the I didn't find a lot of research on this insect, so I did kind of have to go off of um, broad terms or just the way that they looked. So I wasn't able to find anything on their eyes, but based on the way that they look, I'm guessing that they're probably compound eyes and that there are two of them. That said, it is a wasp, and I haven't covered any other wasps yet, but I know that the bees had some sneaky eyes on the forehead. Yeah. So maybe we'll learn more about um, if that's a common thing for wasps as well. But for now, we're going to go with probably two eyes. Probably Unless they have, yeah, like they probably (laughs) don't have like a sneaky like butt eye or anything. Probably no eyes on the (laughs) butt, yeah. (laughs) So they do have wings. As I mentioned, they look like a damselfly. So they have 
fore wings and hind wings, and their hind wings are going to be about a third of the length of the fore wings. Yeah, it seems that the back ones are usually shorter. Yeah, yeah. So definitely the case here. Uh, they have extra long antennae, and they have these cute little legs. Their legs have like a bulging section, so they look like they're wearing like pool floaties a little bit. What? Yeah. Really what purpose cute. could that have? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but there is, I guess, there's a part of these guys that's a bit of a mystery, so it could be to help with that, but I'll get into it later. It's, it's just, um, it's got to help them with finding something that they can't see. I don't know that for certain. It's just an offshoot theory, but it could be why. <laughs> could be why. Could be a nursery. <laughs> um, so females are going to have five times the length of the abdomen to the rest of their body. So their body's so big and then the abdomen is extra long compared to that. Okay. It's also got six segments and it kind of looks like an exaggerated curve shape, like almost like the top of a question mark. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's a lot of segments. I mean, usually yeah. we're talking two or three, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's. It's an interesting shape. It's got like like a sausage link. You know how it like comes together and then separates again? Yeah, yeah. It's got that, but it's all black and shiny. Same with those pool floaty legs. Everything is black and shiny. They Just, sound dope. They, yeah, they look crazy. It's a good request because it's a very interesting insect to look at. I can't wait to post it on the Instagram so you guys can see what it looks like because it's beautiful, honestly. It's giving me Black Widow vibes, but like totally different kind of bug. Mm. Super exciting. Um... Let's see, the males, as I mentioned, much smaller. The end of their abdomen ha comes to like, it almost looks like it's swollen. Instead of being segmented, it comes to like a drop at the end. Okay, I'm imagining. Yes, imagine. I can see it. Imagine real good. <laughs> yeah, so that's what they look like. And they are pretty uncommon. Um, they're rarely seen. And if you do see them, that means that the pelicinid wasps in the area are mating. That's specifically because this is another species that will do that. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, parthenogenetic species. So they can do cloning instead of having male-female connections. So how are they mating if they're all the same? What do you mean? How are they mating if they... Uh, you said they're around when they're mating, right? But mm. how are they doing that if they're all the same gender? Well, they're not. That's the thing. So oh, okay. this one is is unique in that it can do parthenogenesis or it can have like reproduction. Very interesting. Yeah. And I don't know if it's locally or everyone can do that, but by need, I suppose, they can do parthenogenesis instead. It's a very powerful choice they could make. Agreed. Like, I'm good. I'm all good. Thanks, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the males are pretty uncommon, very rare. But if you see one, it's because the females in that area reproduce. <laughs> um, so in general, the um, males are not so common, like I mentioned, even when the mating is occurring. So they're just rare in general. So even if you're seeing a male, that's pretty uncommon. The males, the females in that area are mating, but also it's pretty rare to see a male. So congrats if you get to see one. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be able to tell the difference? Yes, definitely. Because the females have that oh, big yeah. question and mark and the males have that. Oh smaller, right? Yes. Yeah, and okay. they have that weird shape at the end. So mm. yeah, you could definitely tell the difference. Um, I like to sometimes talk about defenses that are part of like their anatomy 
They don't really have any. So people think wasps, they think stings. These guys don't have a stinger, um, but they may try to poke you with their abdomen, like mimicking a stinging motion to attempt to scare off a predator. That would scare me. Yeah. Don't poke me. <laughs> it's really cute though. They just want you to think that you're going to sting them, but they can't. <laughs> it's so cute to me. Oh gosh. All right. So where are they located? They're in the Americas. So central, north, and south. The males are commonly seen in the southern parts of America, not so common in the U.S. or Canada. Um, they do live in like, crops and gardens and foresty areas in all those regions. Very cool. So you can uh, you have a good chance of running into at least the females. Correct. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, our listener did have that experience. It landed on her head, I think she said. Yeah. I would have freaked out. <laughs> if a wasp landed on my head, that's not, that's not a good day. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a very interesting species. I'm very excited to talk about this part. Um, this is a parasitoid species. So that's different than a parasite, but only slightly. It is going to be like in between a parasite and a predator. They only, it's only necessary for insects that fully metamorphosize and only in the larval phase. I'll tell you all about what that I'm is. I'm excited. I'm, right I really now. want to know what this is. Yeah, this is super cool. So let me just describe it for you. Let me set the scene. There's a female. She's flying so low to the ground and she finds a grub. We don't know how she does this. There's no Yeah, science. I don't think I've ever found a grub. Well, you gotta be digging, right? have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in order for, for me to find a grub, I have to dig in the ground. But for her, somehow she's locating these grubs. There is no science on how she's doing that. My very uneducated guess is those pool floaties. <laughs> but once she detects one, she sticks her abdomen into the ground. She pushes it in there. And sometimes that's up to two inches deep into the ground. And she will lay an egg on the white grub of another species. So usually grubs are beetles. It'll be any type of white grub from a beetle larvae. So the grub's just hanging out and then all of a sudden got a cool hat? Basically. Not so cool hat though, because here's what happened. (laughs) Initially cool hat. (laughs) For a moment, very cool hat. (laughs) Um, After this cool hat turns into um, a larva, it will actually go into the grub and eat it alive. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> so, Poor grub. I know. I feel bad. I, to, because I felt so bad, I wanted to tell you a little bit more about white grubs. Just to just to make myself feel better about what yeah, happens to them. Yeah, all I know is that they're possibly tasty if I if think about lying, the Lion King. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa like them. So white grubs are going to be juvenile forms of May or June beetles, Japanese beetles, scarab beetles, like from the mummy, but but not really. We can talk about the mummy. I'm down. No, no. (laughs) It's okay. Different podcast. Um, And then also something called a mask shafer. It's just another type of beetle. Um, Grubs typically do cause some damage by pruning the roots um, and feeding on something called mesocotti, which is like a white portion of a plant stem, which kills the plants. So essentially killing the grubs could be helpful, but I still felt bad and I wanted to talk about them just a little bit. 
<laughs> they're just little pudgy guys. They're very ugly little pudgy guys. I really like them. I found one once at um, my grandmother's house and I carried it to her and I was like, what's this cool thing? And she said, ew, put that down. She smacked my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so let's get back to the Pelicinid wasp. So once the egg hatches, as I mentioned, the larvae will burrow into the grub. The wasp larvae consumes the grub from the inside out. It does this very quickly. A lot of species that are parasitoid will move a little slower because the goal is not to kill the, the food fast. But these guys don't care if their food is dead. So they will go in they'll start going and then they'll continue to consume the grub after it's gone, um, after it's deceased, because they don't care. I was imagining like a chia pit, like chia, 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 and then dead. <laughs> Just like growing on the inside really quickly. Yeah, so that's that's kind of their vicious little nature there. But not only is this a parasitoid, it's also an endoparasite, which is the classification of eating something from the inside out. That's just what they're doing. But that's another um, scientific term for you, endoparasite. I'll add it to my book of interesting name words yeah, that I can't that remember. Yeah, that right down. Yeah, let me get my pen. <laughs> um, so yes, after they've consumed, they will actually stay in the same space that the grub was in to pupate. And then after a certain amount of time, we start to see them in big numbers around like July. So I'm assuming that's when they come out of the ground is around July. And then they'll get into really big numbers around August or September. So they take their, well, the one, they kill the grub, mm -hmm. potentially wear the grub. I don't know. And then <laughs> they like live in the grub and for like a little bit. steal their house. Yes. Yes. They answer the door and they're like, yes, I am grub. <laughs> oh, what a lovely hat. <laughs> no, yeah. So it's, a, it's kind of a nasty process, but so fascinating, right? Very. Yes. So um, as you can imagine, these are sort of a solitary species. And I did mention that the males are extremely rare. However, the females are much more common and they're not endangered. Um, although not much is known about them, as you can tell from my very limited research. It's not limited research. It's things limited. that you you couldn't find much. Yeah, I tried really hard. Very, very hard. Um, and I was still, still fascinating, even with the, the little things that I have. So are they dangerous? As I mentioned, they don't have a stinger. They're not able to sting you. Um, usually, if an insect is not able to um, break the barrier of your skin, it's probably not going to cause you any disease or anything like that. They don't feed on wood so they're not going to damage your furniture not going to damage your house in any way uh, oh what they do feed on though i don't think i mentioned this they do feed on nectar when they're adults so they'll go around to flowers and they'll get the little nectar out of them it can't be the long flowers because they don't have the facial shape for that although i think they do have was that proboscis. the proboscis thing i think they may have a proboscis so maybe they can <laughs> so yeah nectar from flowers and then there is a theory that they might also um have a little bit of water and pollen in their diet, but it's not quite so sure on that one. So do they have like a hive? No, I don't think so. So because their whole reproductive process is in underground in a grub, they don't really have a need for like a hive. I guess that makes sense. So they just eat flowers and chill? I think so. Again, I said, like, there's not a ton of research, but as far as I know, they don't have like a hive. They will, they'll live in like the forest and stuff. So maybe, yeah, maybe. 
Big question mark on that one. I like it. <laughs> okay. I can't hurt you, and I can't find a huge nest of them anywhere, so I like it. Yes, certainly. Okay. And then, you guys, I'm so sorry, but that's really all I have, aside from the fact that they're low flyers. They will fly pretty low to the ground, and you often will see them on shrubs. Shrubs and grubs for these guys. <laughs> I like it. Well, if you want to fill some time, I have a question for you. Please. Okay, if we had a bug theme cereal, what would the what would the marshmallows be? Bug it's gotta theme. be it gotta have a grub a grub marshmallow now. Oh yeah, now and they'd be white, so that'd be easy. Yeah, perfect. Easy marshmallow. It could just be a marshmallow, and they could be like it's a grub. I like it. It's convincing. Does it have to be a marshmallow cereal? I once had a cereal oh. as a child. It was a Winnie the Pooh cereal, and it had little like honey pot shaped corn graham pieces Ooh. oh man it was the best cereal i've ever had and it had like a honey coating so maybe if we had a bug cereal we could do like little honey bees and i mean we could still do marshmallows whatever we'll do those <laughs> and also marshmallows i love it <laughs> i like it but or, i like the idea of a bee cereal i think that'd be yeah. nice or like an oatmeal and then they has like little bug eggs that hatch remember they had like the dinosaur eggs that hatched in the oatmeal yeah i forgot about that this old school stuff. Well, I'm old. I know. think, you know what? I think they brought that back though. We're getting off topic quite a bit. I guess like, I just wanted to thank you so much for submitting this listener request. I hope it's everything that you wanted. So thank you so much, SR. Um, sir. And, sir. <laughs> <laughs> sir, ma'am. Because also I think it is a woman, but I couldn't, can't say for sure. Um, and thank you, Matt, for your beautiful idea of cereal creation. I, I guess I'm just hungry. I'm sorry. It's okay. This is perfectly <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> well, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening today. Sorry that this one's a bit of a shorter episode. Um, you can catch us, like I mentioned, at our email at justbugspodcast at gmail.com, where you can submit more listener requests. Uh, we also do have the Instagram. I did create a TikTok. Both of those are going to be Just Bugs Podcast. Um, what else do I have? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm working on some other things, but they're not quite on the books yet. Great. Well. Oh, actually, I do. I want to tell you a little bit about the TikTok. So what I do on TikTok is I draw like stipple art of the insects that we're talking about on the podcast episodes. And it's sort of a live progression of the beginning of the drawing all the way to the finished result. So you get to see that in like a very quick little video with just some fun music in the background. So if you're if you're ever interested in something like that, check out the TikTok. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. And then uh yeah, as always, go appreciate some bugs. Yeah, go, please guys go, go look, look at, some, at some, bugs. some bugs and let us know about some bug stories if you got any cool ones. Absolutely. That's another thing you can always send to the to the email. I want to hear all of your guys' bug stories. I want all of them. Go pick up safe bugs. Go look at safely not safe bugs. <laughs> Don't squish at anybody. And, you know, thank you so much for being here. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye now. Bye. 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 bye.